Blog Talk Radio. and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. what we have. An attitude of gratitude is what it's all about here. 
And so even if you're down, uh, you, you have to be thankful that, that it is still not over. We know how this stuff works, Mike. Every year, and I was talking to my good friend Rich McClellan, the editor, the managing editor at the Fantasy Players Association, and he is doing very well in the FFPC this year. He told me earlier, before the Thursday games, he said, Scott, you know what happens every year? The big games on Thursday, and then you are way down, and you feel like you're so far out of it, or you're either way up, and you're feeling so great about things. But that's never the, the real story. The truth is more closer to the middle, where you're not all the way out of it, and you're not you shouldn't be completely confident at this stage in the game. There's only three games in, but they were big games, Mike. Yeah, I tell you what, there was there was a lot of fantasy points that were put up on the board. Uh, who would have thought that Tom Brady would, uh, you know, you, you can guarantee the passing touchdowns, but the rushing touchdown, I mean, that pretty much hurt, uh, hurt us uh, a little bit. But, uh, you know, there, there was a lot that went into play, uh, you know the Johnson and Johnson trio, Andre and Calvin. I mean, I mean they went off. So there was a lot of things that uh, went into play uh, on Thursday. So that can pretty much affect what's going to happen on uh, Sunday. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. Our guest this evening is going to be Sean Cruzen, number eight and number 17 overall in the main event at the FFWC in line for the $200,000. He has a little bit of a ways to go, but he has two weeks to do it. If you uh, if you know, don't know by now, at the end of week 13, we're giving away a brand new 2012 Fiat 500. Really excited about that, Mike. I think the top score at the end of the regular season is one of the most overlooked and underappreciated accomplishments in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. And so we wanted to do something nice. The guys, Ian and Emil, found the guys at OC Fiat, and they said, sure, we'll do something nice. How about a Fiat? What do you think? A uh, brand-new car. And uh, I think what's going to happen is the uh, the car is going to be awarded, and you're going to be able to customize this thing with your colors of your choice. So, Mike, I know you're a big blue fan. Maybe you go big blue, uh, interior, blue exterior. Uh, maybe you do a little bit of white on the inside, a little uh, outline and trim. And then you obviously put yeah. Haywood on the license plate. What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think Haywood would be right there on the on the front license plate. Uh, you know, it's gonna, but it, it depends on the season. Though I, I'm a big Cincinnati Reds fan, but uh, you know, I, I would definitely go uh, Big Blue, Kentucky. Now, is Louisville going to pull this game out real quick before we get to this Week 12 action in a very important week? Louisville, number two in the country, 50-37 to 37 over number 13, Missouri. They look a lot better than they did last night, Mike, but this game is not over. No, i tell you what, they, they've got a lot of things to work on. Uh, Missouri has a lot of things to work on, and so does Kentucky. Uh, you know, we're talking about 18-year-old kids here. Uh, luckily, Louisville has, they got the Peyton Siva. They got the Peyton Siva uh, situation that will help them out. So, uh you know, there's going to be some teams that are going to mature quicker, but there's going to be others like Kentucky that may mature a little bit slower. And so, you know, it's going to be a fun season for Kentucky, Louisville, and Indiana. All right. The first, uh, what I wanted to talk about first, it's week 12 in the National Football League, Mike, and that means it's a very big week in the FFPC that contest is the uh, first week of the playoffs already. The, the league is down and dwindled down to four teams out of 12. Eight are done and playing for the consolation bracket. There's four left, and you're in a two-week shootout here for the uh, league title. The same goes for the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship, Mike. Four teams left to battle it out for the, for the crown of league title. And so week 12, it's all or nothing. One week. It's either do or die, and, um, you know, you still make the championship round, which is cool, but if you don't win this week, uh, you're not getting that big cash prize that uh, the league uh, recipient should should get. And so this is the week that if you didn't have players going in that Houston-Detroit or Washington-Dallas game, those two big ones right off the bat, you feel like you're in a hole right now, and you could be down 70, 80, even more, we've got Henry Muto says he's down 98 to 46 in a league. Uh, 
and, and that's even more generous. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in a league in Kentucky where I'm facing off against Eric Baltman from the High Stakes Fantasy Football Show, and he had Dez and RG3, and he even had another guy in there. Um, I think he started uh, – who's the guy? He Anyway, he's got 92 points. He's got Robert Griffin, Dez Bryant, Jeremy Curley, and then Kai – Kai Forbrath kicked that 48-yarder at the end, kind of salt in the wound there. But he's got 93 points, and I've only had one guy play, and that was Steven Ridley. Luckily, got me a touchdown. So it's 93 of 15, and we're only uh, – he's got three guys – four guys in, and I've only got one. Well, i tell you what, Scott. Uh, here's an example of uh, the impact that uh, yesterday's games had. Uh, Washington, the defense, uh, I mean, they shut it down at the one-yard line. And if you – I mean, I don't know who had Washington defense, which I really don't like talking about defense, but I am now. But what – I mean, that's that's a six-point swing right there when uh, Hall just sat there and shut it down to one-yard line. Yeah, it was. Uh, Shane Vereen had his uh, day in the sun, finally, for those teams that uh, were counting on him. And then Stephen Ridley did get – a little bit of charity there at the end. We were we were really in desperation there, and so to see that uh, come on was um, was was awfully generous. So, Mike, let's look at those games: Houston, Detroit, uh, Calvin, and you know you have Megatron there against Andre Johnson, both of which had very big days. Ryan Broyles, the kid, looked fantastic in replacement of Titus Young. When Titus Young gets healthy, do you think he's back to the role of number two? Ryan Broyles looks like a legitimate starter. Yeah, I, I don't think Titus Young is going to be back uh, again. I, I wouldn't if if you have if you have him on his, on your roster, I'll delete him real quick for this year. Now moving forward, I, I don't know in a dynasty situation, you almost have to keep him. But uh, this year, no way. Well, if you get benched and suspended for your behavior, you don't really have a. a it's uh, what did you do for me lately? Uh, not for long in the NFL is, is that's the uh, that's the motto. So you got to be very careful about that. So again, Houston, Detroit, very big games. Pettigrew had a nice day. Uh, you know, even Lashore gets his his touchdown, and then Foster, as always, uh, gets his. Matt Stafford setting a career day uh, for or for 2012 anyway in yards for him. Then to top it off, Mike, the Washington Dallas game starts off, and I had a hunch to play Pierre Garcon. Pierre Garcon seemed like a very good start. Uh, to me, thinking, you know, look, if you've completed practice and you've practiced all week, you should be good to go. He was good to go, and RG3 found him. And, you know, 20-point day for Pierre Garçon. Is he somebody that if you held on to, you can feel good about going forward? Well, you know, I mean, it, it's kind of tough there, but uh, the one thing about it is uh, Robert Griffin the third and uh, Andrew Luck, these are two quarterbacks that uh, – I'm going to tell you what, I mean, I just remember the Iceman, George Gervin, in the in the NBA. I mean, they kind of, they mirror that because they are that solid. They are that good. So we had the Washington-Dallas game. Des Bryant uh, and Tony Romo got it clicking. The, ha- the first half wasn't much to speak of, and then the second half just total – domination between Romo and Des Bryant. We're finding out what how good this kid actually is and can be when he has his head in the game. And and then Felix Jones comes out of nowhere and gets his too. So it was very uh, another high-scoring game. So then we come to the embarrassment that was the New England and New York Jets, man. My dad oh, was at my uncle's house. He left. I think it was 7 to nothing. He gets in the car. He rides down the road. I mean, look, it's a small town, Floyd Niles. We have one stoplight. He goes down the road. Stops, gets out of the car, comes back inside, and it's 28 to nothing. He's like, what the hell happened? I'm like, well, uh, three touchdowns in 52 seconds. That's what happened. And uh, Fireman Ed left the stadium, reports that he did leave the stadium and deactivated his Twitter account, Mike. Is it time to jump on the Jets or what? Well, first off, I want to say happy birthday. Happy belated birthday to uh, Neil, your dad. Uh, That was – that was a pathetic experience. Actually, it was funny. I was laughing my butt off the entire time because 
I mean, Rex Ryan and the entire team had no idea. And then, speaking of butts, there was a butt right in Sanchez's face. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. I mean, these guys didn't have a clue as to what was going on. Yeah, it was really disappointing to see. And then, uh, but it was interesting. I did start Dustin Keller in two spots on a desperation. One was due to the Gronkowski injury. I am very thankful for Dustin Keller and his late night heroics. Him and Sanchez hooking up for that touchdown gave him a 20 point day in the uh, one and a half per catch format. So very thankful for that. Uh, again, the Ridley and Vereen. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Because Vereen looked pretty good. So. I think Vereen's a guy you gotta got to keep an eye on. Uh, Ridley is definitely the bell cow, but you know how these Patriots are. They're scoring 50 burgers here left and right uh, or thereabouts. And so these games, could you could start to see them kind of, you know, uh, use both running backs in rotation, and, and maybe Vereen finally becomes that uh, guy that you can start. Mike, I want to oh. shout out to you on the Fantasy Feud League last week. Uh, Team Kwood takes the first top prize. Plumber Bob with the number two, and then our very own Kirk Osborne, Ko Crew, at number three. Congratulations to Team Kwood, Plumber Bob, and Ko Crew for taking down the cash prizes in the weekly Red versus Blue Fantasy Feud lineup. Good job, man. Yeah, hey, well, thanks a lot, Scott. You know, it's just uh, it's not necessarily uh, picking uh, your favorites; it's just picking the matchups and. Uh, it just kind of worked out pretty good that way. Well, Mike, I'm very excited and honored to bring in our guest for this evening. Sean Cruzen has two teams in the Fantasy Football World Championship main event that are in the top 20 overall. In fact, one of them is number 8. Another is number 17. We know how hard it is to have one good team. He has two. Sean, welcome to Red vs. Blue. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks a lot for having me on tonight. Uh, I also want to uh, say I'm thankful for many things this holiday. I'm thankful for my family. Uh, I'm thankful for my friends, my girlfriend, Anna, my daughter, Caitlin, the uh, FFWC, and for also being on your radio show tonight, guys. Thanks a lot for having me. Thank you, Sean. Yep, we're very excited to get to uh, know you a little bit, Sean, and take a look at these teams. Uh, obviously, tell you, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, we'd like to know where you're from, where you've been. Uh, you know, you are. You said you were thankful for your family. I mean, we're big family guys, Mike and I. And, and you know, what do you do? So just just give the listeners a little bit of a quick rundown, so so we know what we're rooting for here. Well, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll fill you in there. I'm originally from Seattle. I uh, live full time currently in Palm Springs. So, uh, you know, good weather down there. Uh, I have been staying up in Seattle quite a bit lately with uh, my awesome girlfriend, and I uh, visit with my 12-year-old daughter who also lives here in Seattle. Um, I was a stockbroker and a financial planner uh, for the last 20 years and uh, recently uh, went through divorce, sold my practice, and uh, now I have the time that I need to play high-stakes fantasy football. Wow. Hey, Mike, does that sound like anybody you know? I mean, uh, finance guy, stockbroker, turned to fantasy football. Does that ring a bell to you? Yeah, it does. And uh, you know what? I'm I'm so glad for you, Sean. Uh, sounds like that uh, you're grabbing uh, grabbing the bull by the horns and doing what you need to do. So uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. You got it there, Mikey. I'm doing what I need to do, and I'm having a good time with it. And uh, I've had a great time so far. Uh, playing in the FFWC. I think you guys are talking about a guy we all know, uh, Chad Schroeder. That's right. That's, yeah, that's exactly shout out to Chad, Cocktails and Dreams. <laughs> yeah, Chad is, uh, has been on our show many times. He has 100-plus leagues. He does this stuff professionally. And years ago when I first uh, made contact with him, I said, this guy's going to knock down more than a couple of world championships, and he has. So, uh it's uh, kind of a interesting uh, career path you have there. Well, Sean, what's your background in fantasy football? How'd you get started? And tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, it kind of goes way back. I started back, Scotty. I started back in 1990. I was it was back in college, Texas Tech Red Raider. Um, I got hooked though, really in '92. Uh, 
That year I had an all-star team. I was starting Aikman, Sharp, Thurman Thomas. I had Bad Moon Rising. I mean, I won my league. I won the money, and I've been hooked ever since. It was incredible. That that first uh, that first payday is a uh, is something we can all remember when you when you hit that first big one. You said, "Man, I want to go." I remember, uh, Mike. For me, it was the World Championship of Fantasy Football in year two. I got my A handed to me in the first year. I went four and seven. Came back the next year. And I, I learned the format. It was a start three wide receiver league. You know, I was used to drafting running backs. I was one of the first guys that actually took running backs early. And then I landed on an Anquan Bolden like in the 20th round, and that was his rookie year coming out party. And, <laughs> and, and it cashed me my first ever. And back then, the world championship, it was only a, a five or six grand check to win the league. And I remember sitting in BW3s that night with all the fellas and just, uh, you know, ordering rounds for everybody because that's, that's a lot of money to win on fantasy football 10 years ago. Yeah, yes, you're, Scott, not, you're one Scott. of those young guys, you see. I, I was back in the day where we had to wait for stats to come out, you know, in the paper on Monday. And, oh, uh, USA Today, right, Sean? You know, we, we didn't have live leaderboards like the FFWC. And, uh, you know, you're, you're one of those young guys. You're drafting bold. And I'm back in the days where when I was a rookie – I was drafting guys like the hometown guys from the Seahawks, like Derek Fenner and Dave Craig. How bad was that? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Man, that is uh, guys. Old school. Yeah, old school. And then waiting for the stats to come out on Monday in the paper. Yeah, so about you today, Sean, where you had to, you know, file through it and going, okay, wh- what do we got here? There you <laughs> go, Mike. And then the commissioner would come out with all the stats, like, you know, later in the day or the next day. So, you know, guys, for a guy like me to see fantasy come as far as it's come, it's really unbelievable. And to have a live leaderboard and things like that, for me to jump into high stakes at this time, it's been it's it's really a great thing. And you know, I'm glued to the TV, I'm glued to the computer, and uh, and this is just great. This is a lot of fun. Let me tell you. Absolutely, John. And if you don't mind, let me uh, let me jump in and uh, ask you uh, about your teams. Uh, you've got uh, obviously a couple of really good teams in the FFWC. Uh, can you break those down? Well, I don't know if you guys have followed the live leaderboard, but my, the teams after this, you know, the turkey shootout, as I like to call it, I mean, that was a turkey shoot yesterday. You wanted to be a part of every game. Yeah. Don't yeah. you guys agree? I mean, we had good yeah. – so my teams have moved up. I think we're sitting currently fourth and tenth. But there's a lot of football left to be played this weekend. But uh, – you know, I'm really excited about team in League 15. Um, I think that team has a lot higher upside uh, than my other one, just uh, just due to the fact that I've got six startable receivers in that league. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Uh, you know, you did talk about the uh, the turkey shoot we had yesterday on Thursday, and it was again. I got texts all day yesterday asking me about guys that they just wanted to kind of get in there uh, just to get them playing because it was such a big day for everybody. And it kind of it kind of gives you that incentive to throw somebody, you know, to the wolves just to see what they got so you can see them play tonight. You know, how about Jeremy Curley tonight? You know, that's what you, you kind of wanted to throw it in. But, yeah, I do see this team, Sean, and it's very deep. Calvin Johnson, Hakeem Nix, Roddy White, that's a very strong start. You started that draft with those three guys, Calvin, Roddy, Nix, and that's a very bold strategy to go three wide receivers out of the out of the gates. I mean, very difficult to do. Yeah, no, you know, and I, I tell you, Scotty, that really wasn't the plan. I am a Gronk fanatic. We were coming back there, you know. I drafted Mega first. I'm coming back in round two thinking I'm getting Gronk at 2-8. He gets taken. Happily, I'll take Roddy White there at 2-8. No problem. Um the thing is, the killer in that draft was Chad Schroeder killed me. Here he comes up again. I'm sitting there at 3-5. He's at 3-4. He takes A.J. Green, one pick in front mm. of me, and leaves me forced to take Hockey Knicks. Oh, darn. But still, if this team could add A.J. Green, you start doing the math. This team's like a real winner. 
Yeah, that's uh, the the Nick situation at that time was he's coming off the injury and we didn't know what exactly. how bad that was going to be and then obviously you have Cruz was be- becoming a go to guy but Nick's looked really good in the playoffs and we're kind of I've got him in a couple places I got him in the NFFC and we're hoping that he kind of turns it around uh, late in the season that's a team that I partnered with Alex Kaganowski uh, of the FFPC and we have that team together and we've just been praying and hoping that Nick's and maybe and then we've got Fitzgerald all these guys that were great at one time, and this year just hasn't been their year due to quarterback issues. I mean, look at Eli Manning the last three or four weeks. Mike, this is a guy that you were high on every week, and, and now you can't even start your guy, you know, Knicks or Fitzgerald because of their quarterback situation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I'm sitting there looking at Carson Palmer or Eli Manning and uh, some some big mid, mid-stakes, big, big stakes events, and I'm going, wow. You know, I would almost start Carson Palmer, and I'm going to. I don't think I'd hesitate twice about that, Mike. I think Carson Palmer over the last three weeks, I mean, what do they got? They got a throw without McFadden. I mean, 62 throws a game. It's like the Romo situation, right? I mean, they're going to throw. He's going to get the garbage time numbers. And and Carson Palmer's proven over the last three weeks that, uh, you know, he can uh, can, uh, get it done. We got we got we got ourselves a new heckler in the chat room. That's when you know you've made it big, Sean. We've got a heckler in the chat room, Old Moxie. And uh, Old Moxie, perhaps, what's he, what's he, what's Old Moxie talking? I need to get on the chat room here. Let me take a look. Uh, he he he's he's letting us know how bad the show is and that how he wishes that uh, he his ears would just explode or something along that line. But <laughs> you picked up Jalen. <laughs> You picked up Jalen Parmalee this week. This is a name that's on the tips of everybody's tongue that is in fantasy sports right now. They they see him as a guy. Look, he looks like an every-down type of player, and that's what he did last week. He led the team in snap counts. He comes back this week, and it looks like it's going to be his team again, uh, at least until MJD, if he does come back. It looks like it's Jalen Parmalee all the way. Rashad Jennings didn't even get a look. So what was your you, – you went pretty big on him, and, and you got him in one of the two leagues. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, you know, Scotty, here's the deal with Parmalee. Um, I think there's a couple things I really like about him. Um, first of all, you, you mentioned MJD. I'm not so sure MJD's in any hurry to get back, if at all, um, especially, you know, the holdout earlier in the year. Um, he, so he's really, a, you know, he feels he's underpaid, whatever. He's got a chip on his shoulder. So I don't see MJD running back to, uh, you know, anytime soon so at least Parmalee's got you know he's the lead back for the next couple weeks they've completely uh, removed Rashad Jennings from the package so you know Parmalee's going to get all the carries he's going to get the looks hopefully he can get some dumpers out of the backfield Um, I think from a fantasy perspective you get a starter who's going to get a lot of touches in an improved offense with Henny I think Henny improves that offense he proved it after the injury last week to Gabbert. So even if I don't start him, the one thing I do know by getting Parmalee is I don't have to worry about him starting against me. Yeah, that's a good point. You, know, you play a little bit of defense there. Even if you don't need him, you can kind of go for the block. So I do like I, that. I, I do that. You know, Now, when you do pick him up, the most favorable matchup he's going to get is this week. He's playing the Titans, so I like the matchup if you have Parmalee. I probably start him unless you got you know better options. Now I also see you like Mercedes Lewis. You you like a lot of us here. Uh, you lost the Gronk on one of your teams, and that's a that's a huge blow to any fantasy team when you lose a guy of the caliber of Rob Gronkowski at this stage in the season. And I see you took Mercedes Lewis. What are your thoughts on him moving forward with Chad Henney throwing him the ball? Well, you know, I think that's the basic reason I picked up Lewis. I mean, he is their main red zone target. Uh, I think Henny does improve their uh, their offense. And I also think the loss of Robinson, uh, they've got to have more touches, right? I mean, there's six to six to eight catches a week that's got to get spread around. So what I'm hoping, I mean, Gronk's my favorite player. Gronk going down kills me. I don't know about you guys. But it hurts. I like Gronk. I like a, he's a warrior. That guy, you know, he's playing whether he's hurt or not. He he gives it his all. He wants to score. That's why I'm drafting Gronk in the second round, guys. 
because I like the guy. And uh, him going down kills my team. So, to, you know, I can't replace the 30 points, but until he comes back, I'm hoping I can get 10 to 12 from Lewis. And, uh, you know, that's about all I can ask for. There wasn't a lot, of, lot to pick from at the same time. I totally agree with you, Sean. You know, it's, it's fun to watch a guy like Gronk, uh, a guy like Jason Witten. Uh, these guys, I mean, they're consummate professionals. They do what they need to do. Uh, they just do it on the field, and uh, they, they go about their business. And That's when right, a guy Mike. like that goes down, it's, it's very frustrating. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. Sean Cruzen has two teams in the top twenty in the fantasy football world championship. Two hundred thousand dollars is the top prize, and a brand new two thousand twelve Fiat five hundred is on the line for the number uh, one overall score through thirteen weeks. Sean, I want to talk about Michael Crabtree. He's on this team. He's a guy that is just kind of intriguing. I'm taking a look at him every single week and saying, man, is this guy going to turn it around? We know he has the ability and talent. Can he put it all together? And, and now we have Colin Kaepernick stepping up into the fold, and he looks like an every-week starter to me already. I've seen one game out of him, and I'm ready to bench Cam Newton. I'm ready to bench Josh Freeman, and I'm ready to put in Kaepernick. Am I nuts here? I mean, are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing? Did you watch, and I'm sure you watched the game. What did you think? Uh, oh, Scotty, I couldn't agree more. I'm a, I'm a Kaepernick freak. I saw people picking him up everywhere on the waiver I ordered this week in the FFWC. Um, I also picked him up in one of my side leagues that I do at home. Um, you know, we get back to Crabtree. I told you earlier I went to Texas Tech, so you know I love the guy. I've always recognized the talent. The problem with the guy is he's in that San Francisco offense – he is nothing better than a wide receiver three guys on a fantasy team. The reason is he just doesn't give enough targets. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Now, the last three weeks he has scored, and so that's what's made his value. You know, he can get that 15 points, that 20 points a week for you if he scores. The problem is he's not going to get there for you if he doesn't score. I like the matchup this week against the Saints. I'm probably starting him on certain teams that I have. But uh, I certainly think Kaepernick helps that offense. I like him more than, more than Alex Smith. I never saw Alex Smith more than a game manager in that offense. I see Mike, Kaepernick as a difference maker, guys. I do too, Sean. And, Mike, I'd like to get your thoughts. You're, you're, you're usually pretty level-headed. You don't let these big games get to you, and you're pretty even-keeled. When I get real excited and amped up and I start throwing all my bid money out there, you're like, oh, I'll bid 25. So, what did you think about Colin Kaepernick when you saw him? Well, I, I love what he brought to the table. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the the kid has a, a ton of uh, upside, as you like to say, Scott. Uh, but the one thing that uh, – is he a game manager? I mean, that's the one thing. Is he really a game manager in, in a crucial game? Uh, we're talking about New Orleans. Uh, you know, th- this is going to be a good test. Is he a game? I think Alex Smith is a great game manager. So absolutely, you know, you have to pick apart those two things. Sean, I'm looking at a couple of other guys on your team that it's very. We're going to go ahead and jump into the game action here because we've got we've got 13 more games to break down this week, and the buys are over with. All the 32 teams are on on the table this week. Six are out of the way. And so when I look at this wide receiver corp that you have here with Calvin, Mike Wallace, Crabtree, Gibson, and Mike Williams, it feels to me like you really, you know, Mike Wallace is a guy you're counting on, you know, to be one of those three wide receivers there. I mean, he, this year he's more like a three, uh, or he's got 139 fantasy points, not shabby. So he, he definitely looks like a three this year. So the the question remains is is what do you expect of him now with Roethlisberger still out Charlie Batch coming into the fold this week is is that an improvement for him I I kind of think it is over Leftwich Oh I I certainly think over Leftwich uh, Batch is 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 a little bit of an improvement but Roethlisberger's going down kills Wallace's value for sure Scotty you couldn't be more right um, I assume you're talking there about Team Two correct. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, team in League Two, we got Mike Wallace there. You know, I'm going every week generally with 
with Calvin and Mike Wallace, and then I've got Michael Williams and Crabtree. So, you know, it's really a number one mixed in with a bunch of number threes. And so that's one of those teams that has just snuck up on me this year, and it just kind of hung around and stayed good in the standings, and here you are. We're at the end of the season, and it's done pretty well. Gronkowski going down hurts that team more than any other I have because I counted on him every week to bring me in that 18 to 20, and now I'm replacing him with a guy who averages eight or nine. So we're going to hope that everybody else steps up. Romo stepped up this week. He got us 34. Mendenhall's coming back. I don't know yet in that backfield situation, but I'm hoping he takes it over. And for the playoff stretch, Mendenhall steps up, and I can pair him with Adrian Peterson every week and have my Bradshaw as a, as a flex with Mike, you know, then on matchups with Crabtree or Williams. And just Mike to finish up that just to finish up that Pittsburgh Cleveland game for a second, Mike. Uh, you do have Charlie Batch, Mike Wallace, Antonio Brown is questionable. I don't think I quite put him in here yet until we see what's going on with Batch and what's going on with Antonio Brown. And then on the other side of the ball, you got Brandon Whedon. You got him throwing to a couple of young wide receivers, but you've got T. Rich in the backfield. What kind of a week do you expect, Mike, from Trent Richardson facing up against a tough Pittsburgh defense? who may just be able to stack eight or nine in the box this week. Yeah, it's going to be very tough for uh, Trent uh, to to go ahead and do what he needs to do. But, uh, you know, you got to realize that Pittsburgh, is, uh, they're going up against it uh, without a quarterback. Uh, and, you know, it's going, to, it's going to be very difficult for them to be able to uh, handle things the way they want to in the passing game. Uh when it comes to uh, Cleveland and the running game, uh, you know, I think uh, I think Trent Richardson might have a pretty good game. I'm a little worried. I think we might be uh, on our hands here for uh, a 15-point type day when I'm really looking for a 25 from this guy at this point in the game. Let's move on to the Minnesota-Chicago game. Again, another uh, game where we're expecting the quarterback to be back. Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall owners rejoice here. Sean, I know you don't have Marshall in either one of these two teams, uh, but you can certainly appreciate the situation. You have guys that are depending on their quarterback and Roddy White and Randall Cobb, obviously a couple of guys, if they didn't have their quarterback, who knows where they'd be right now. But with Jay Cutler back in the fold, Marshall becomes again a startable option for Tay should get back into the fold. And then you have, on the other side of the ball, Percy Harvin, who's out, uh, or very likely out. And that, that really, what else do you have there besides, uh, except for a guy that AP. you know is AP, AP. baby. Yeah. AP, yeah. It's all AP there. That, that game is all AP. Now, that being said, I mean, we, we know that uh, Chicago doesn't have Cutler, but uh, keep in mind the Vikings did lose, uh, you know, their outside corner, Chris Cook. So, uh um, you know, when he came back, uh, uh, you know, I still think that Brandon Marshall does have some value in that game. But in that game, for me, it's all AP. He's who I have. Yeah. He's who I'm going to be rooting for. It doesn't look like Harvin's going to start. So uh, that game's all AP for me. I'm right, I'm with you on that one, Mike. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Sean. You know, it's been it's been crazy to watch uh, the the steps that he's made through the uh, injury from last year and what he's done. I mean, who is, who is the highest-rated running back through 10 weeks, 11 weeks this year? Uh, it's AP. It's I mean, AP. He's guy, been an absolute beast. And, uh, yeah. you know, Scotty, he's been the reason that my team, too, is up there in the top 20. It's, uh, you know, it's re- really rested on the 201 points that have been scored by uh, – Adrian Peterson. Yeah, yep. 195 carries, 1,100 yards, seven touchdowns, 29 receptions. I mean, you know, that's more than, uh, you know, Cutler has 142 if we want to put it in perspective. Yeah, no, I hear you. Okay. Adrian Peterson has been an unbelievable story this unbelievable year. I don't think any of us. He's a freak, freak of any nature, of guys. N- none of us expected him to be scoring more than Arian Foster, you know, this briefly from that type of injury. I mean, he's just. He's Superman on, on uh, in the in the flesh, and and Doug Martin. I couldn't agree more. 
Doug Martin is right just a few points ahead of him. But again, AD has done it over a long period of time. So I think the only other questions there are what does Kyle Rudolph do? If, if there's nobody else to throw to there, what, what happens in that game? Uh, and, and then, uh, you know, the, the defense. This should be the story of Chicago defense and probably Minnesota defense looking pretty good. Get a couple of field goals in that game, and that's about it. We move on to Oakland at Cincinnati. Mike, this is a game where Carson Palmer returns to Cincy to face his former team. Now, I imagine the defense, you know, the, the coach can play this off all he wants. This is not a big game for them, but the defense would like to really shut Palmer down here. And, and what do you think is going to happen here? Is this a is this a Carson Palmer 20-point day, that we're 30-point day that we're sitting on, or is this going to be a mediocre day for Carson Palmer? Well, first off, Scott, uh, the old number is 50. So that tells me that a lot of points are, are they're going to be scored. Uh, they're going to be scored on Cincinnati Bengals' side of the field. Uh, Andy Dalton, and I'm hoping Jermaine Gresham, uh, A.J. Green, they're going to have a lot of fun today uh, on, on Sunday. I mean, but I do expect Carson Palmer to uh, to, to to score some. But uh, you know, I, I just I feel like Cincinnati's going to. I mean, they're going to do what they can. Sean, I'm going to ask you this question from our Twitter inbox at Red Blue Radio. Randy420 wants to know if A.J. Green will compete with the other great wide receivers already this week, Dez, Calvin, and Andre Johnson. He needs it. No, I, I absolutely. Now, Dez had a blowout game, guys, right? And as well did Mr. Johnson. But, uh, you know, Andre uh, A.J. Green against this Oakland defense looks like a must-play to me. I mean, A.J. Green's a must-play every week. But uh, I absolutely think you can go in with confidence that he's going to rack up the same type of stats that Bryant and Johnson had. So I, I in fact, didn't start Romo in the mid-stakes, where I'm also one of the top ten teams, and – Went with Dalton this week. Mike, you and I think alike. I guess it's great minds think alike. That's what they say. But uh, I went with Dalton over Romo this week, and he's got big shoes to fill with that 34 points from Romo yesterday. So I like A.J. Green tomorrow. Um, The Raiders are a sieve for a defense. They give up points like a a lottery machine or a a slot machine. So I think they're going to be a great play tomorrow, the Cincinnati Bengals. I also like Palmer because of the garbage time, only the garbage time, I do think the Cincinnati defense will give him a fight early, but I think he'll rack up stats with garbage time just as Romo did yesterday. Sean Cruz and breaking it down for us here on Red versus Blue. I really wish you a lot of luck with that AJ or the Andy Dalton over Romo. I can only imagine how painful it is to watch. And I had the same situation on several calls yesterday where you, you did an either-or type thing, and every point there they you racked go. up just – you know, you're trying to settle. Your food's trying to settle. You you really had a great day, and all you all you want to do is just turn back to the food table when it's going on. You know. I just... Well, you know, the thing is with 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 fantasy too, Scotty. I want to spread the love, and I also want to root during every game. So if I have Romo going everywhere, sometimes I might sit him in a team or two and try someone else. You know, because with Roma, we were sitting there at halftime, and I was sitting there, and my turkey was about to make me get ill because he was playing so bad. He turns it around in the second half, ends up with a great game. At the same time, on paper, Dalton has a great start. I'm with Mike on this one. I think he throws for a million miles. I think A.J. Green, along with other guys, you know, they've got the Sanus. They've got these other guys. They've got the Greshams. I think they're going to have a big game against a Raider defense that has given up yards all year, guys. Well. You know, Sean, uh, I, I want to break. Uh, I want to break down some matchups and uh, appreciate the props. But uh, I've got uh, I've got five guys, and if you, uh, Scott, if you will uh, give me the time here, I have five guys that I'm looking at, and I have to start two of them. Yeah, so you got a two out of five minds, scenario. I need the best minds available, Sean. You and Scott. I mean. Let's let's go to town here. Uh, here we go. Jermaine Gresham, Heath Miller, Andre Roberts, Jonathan Stewart, Big Ballard. I have to start two of those five. 
Scotty, can we uh, now? Do you have certain restrictions? Because if I can only pick two, Scotty, help me with this one. But I think I'm starting Vic Ballard for sure. All right. Well, I'm going to go the other way, and I'm going to go ahead and cross Roberts off your list because we're absolutely Alex and I are already contemplating benching Fitzgerald for a flyer. You know, that's how bad yep. it is in Arizona this week. So I would scratch Roberts off. That's the easy one. Ballard. Ballard's a nice play this week. I think the Ballard-Brown, it's going to be a little bit more of a timeshare than it has been because Brown is getting a little bit healthier. But, Mike, you've got to like the the, the, the play that Indianapolis has this week. I mean, that, that over-under has to look pretty pretty tempting hey, too, right? Buffalo at Indianapolis? It's one of the highest on the board, guys. I mean, I like the Buffalo-Indy game. It's got a 52 number. You can't get much higher than that. So I'm playing all my players. I think Vic Ballard's a start on that list. Yeah, Ballard, and then uh, I'm going to take. Right. Uh, I think I I think I agree with the assessment of Sean. Yeah, I think I go Gresham, but I, I guess the the Monday night game the Monday night game Carolina Philly it doesn't do a lot for me. I know Philly's falling apart. They're an absolute free fall, and I don't think anything more could go wrong except for them to have a game like the Jets had last night. I, that that's the type of game that could happen, and Andy Reid could be. You know, they could be calling for his head again like they have been the last couple of home games. But I think I would take that over that, that over under a 50 in that Cincy game, and I'd go Gresham and Ballard. Is it, a, is it a point per reception? Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah. you know, boy, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, I may be ten, uh, tempted to take Keith Miller there just because Batch, you know, he seems like a check down kind of guy to me. Um, you know, he's like, you know, his, his instincts are to run it or check it down. So, I don't know. Heath Miller, Gresham, it's kind of a toss up. I agree with you, Scotty. Probably you, you go with Gresham because the Raiders, again, a terrible defense. You know, I've also heard that in a, in a, in a pinch that Heath Miller can, he is the emergency quarterback. Uh, so if something happens, Whoa! Hey, there you go. That's a bonus. You can get touchdown passes too. Yeah. (laughs) So you never know. I'm a little throw it to himself. Yeah, really. I'm afraid of Heath Miller. (laughs) He's kind of carried me. He he really overperformed for for what I expected. And then with the Hernandez injury, Heath Miller really became a very good starter for me this year. To see him go down and now hurting some chances late in the season, I got to feel bad for all the Heath Miller owners. But yeah, I kind of like. I think it's between Miller and Gresham. I think both are capable, but I, you got to go. There you go. Any, anytime you got the over unders, man, you got to you got to take that. So yeah, that that yeah, exactly. You go with the numbers on that one. Now, Mike, uh, we do have a question uh, from Hungry Hippie. This came into the Red Blue Radio inbox, sponsored by OCFiat.com. Hungry Hippie wants to know: talk about the running back position for Denver, Mike. Who's going to do what? Hillman and Ball also. How will McGahee being out affect the Broncos' chances in the playoffs? Mike, that question is for you, and then we'll pass it over to Sean. Okay, well, first off, uh, I think Hillman will be a great fill-in. And, you know, I use that word fill-in kind of loosely. Let's face it, the league is, when I say the league, the NFL has become a pass-happy league. So uh, they're going to use Hillman uh, whenever they can, but – it's not necessary that the uh, running back becomes the first priority. So, uh, you know, they're just going to use them whenever they can, and it's going to be uh, it's 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 pretty much uh, it's pretty much wide receiver and uh, Peyton Manning. Sean, I turn it over to you because Ronnie Hillman. I'm looking at the stats right now. 49 carries, 188 yards. It's only 3.8 yards a carry. He does have 10 receptions, so we can expect a little bit of that. But when you have Willis McGahee, who's averaging a full, you know, four and a half yards a carry, it looks like he's been doing more with less. And now you've got this Lance Ball situation here where he's kind of getting a little bit of workload. And they, he looks very similar to Hillman in this regard. But I, I do like Hillman as a dynasty player. What do you see for Hillman as a redraft player this year and, and moving forward? Well, I, you know, I I think Hillman uh, right now of all the three backs there has the most value. Uh, I think he has certainly more value than Ball or Moreno. Um, 
you know, with Hillman, uh, they've always said he's, uh, you know, he's not built to run between the tackles. I think he showed last week that he can run between the tackles. So I like Hillman here. I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh, if I had McGahee, I hope I handcuffed him with Hillman. I don't have him anywhere, but I like the kid. I think he's a good back, and I think he's going to do just fine. I think any team with Peyton Manning running the offense the way they've turned it around, where he can come up to the line, do his Peyton Manning thing that he's always done, that Denver Bronco team to me, guys, looks like the Colts of, of yesteryear. I don't know about you, but with Demarius Thomas, they look like a team that can compete in the playoffs to me. And if Ronnie Hillman steps up and acts like Willis McGahee, that team's going to go somewhere. We're talking to Sean Cruzen playing in the FFWC this year. Two teams in the top 20, number eight and number 17 overall, shooting for $200,000. Sean is getting real close. First of all, you're about two weeks away from making a run here and being the overall points leader. You've got uh, roughly, you know, 50 points to make up. It could definitely be done with that number 18. What would you do with that Fiat? Would you uh, would you hang on to it, keep it in the garage? I mean, it looks like a fun little car. Not a lot of horsepower, but it's a light car, so you don't need a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, guys, uh, you know, honestly, um, I already have a car I enjoy, and uh, I'd be more than thrilled if I won that. It would be an unbelievable experience. I would be more than happy to give that car to my girlfriend for the holidays. I uh, I don't think I know anybody more deserving than my girlfriend. So uh, I'll tell you guys, after my divorce, I'm lucky I landed on my feet, my feet, and uh, I uh, definitely outkicked my coverage with my uh, girlfriend. So uh, let me tell you, she deserves it more than anyone for putting up with me. Uh, not to mention. Uh, she's pretty hot, so I think she'd look great in that car, guys. There you go, Sean. What's your girlfriend's name? Uh, her name's Anna. She is from Indiana, and uh, let me tell you, Anna she's a Midwest Indiana. girl. She came out here to the Northwest. She set me straight after my divorce, and, uh, you know, I owe her my life. So, guys, I'd be more than happy to give her my, that car. Wow. Well, good luck. I hope you do it, John. Anna from Indiana. What would you do with the 200 grand, Sean? Uh, That's a few more weeks away. We're talking about Christmas Day, having to give away this 200 grand. Uh, What would you do with that 200k? Well, you know, guys, you know, I get to thinking about that, and I just don't want to even start going there. I don't want to hex myself. I don't want to do any of that voodoo stuff. So I'm not going there, but what I will say is if I win some cash this year playing high-stakes fantasy football, I'm going to use that money to buy more teams in the FFWC because I've had a great time doing this whole thing. Good deal. Sean, uh, you've been been a great guest. You've been a great guest tonight. Uh, Thank you for being on Red Bird Blue. We hope to have you back on. Definitely could use you in the offseason to keep things rolling here. We're going to be launching some dynasty leagues and – be fun to get you on here again, and good luck to you in the playoffs, man. It's, a, it's like you said, it's a long road. I don't want you to have the red versus blue curse that has happened before. I'll, I'll be honest with you. So I think you answered it the correct way. Uh, is this like a Madden curse? Is that what's happening, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're killing nope. me now. Nope. You're killing nope. me. You're going to keep me up at night. Nobody but warned you? You. Nope. you didn't get the email? What? I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was never warned. Chad's behind this, isn't he? Oh, man. No, no. I'll tell you guys, I want to thank you again for having me on tonight. I'd be happy to come on any time. I'm happy to answer any questions. I have an opinion about everything with football, whether it's a start, it's a sit, it's a breakdown of a game. You guys want to call? You want to have me on? I'll be there. Scotty, Mike, just give me a call. It's been a great time. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Sean. You know, I I can't thank you enough for uh, for joining us. And uh, man, you're you're great. You're a great guest, man. Just love you, brother. All right, guys. Well, hey, we're in it to win it. And uh, let me tell you, um, I sure hope that we'll be able to spend some time together in the future. All right. All right, Sean. Great time. All right, you guys have a happy holidays. Uh, You know, God bless your families, and uh, thanks again. Wow. 
Sean cruising, uh, number eight and number 17 overall in the FFWC. Man, I feel good. It's, he's got a good vibe. Wow. Oh, it just, you feel good after you talk to Sean. I need to call him up more often and just, you know, rap wow. about he just He already gave you the open invitation. My, I'm not giving you his phone number, but if if he wants to give it to you, you know, that's a different story. And then you could call him right. and, you know, maybe you've got somebody there that you could talk to and get your answers on your Who Do I Starts every week. Scott, enough said. The dude rocked it. He nailed it. He nailed everything that we could possibly ask for. I mean, this guy was great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I got to admit, the show was a lot of fun. We got a few more games to wrap up. We will be rooting for Sean uh, as a Red versus Blue uh, guest here for sure, seeing what uh, what he brought to the table. He definitely brought it here in uh, the high-stakes jungle, so to speak. Buffalo and Indianapolis, we talked a little bit about, Mike. It's definitely Steve Johnson. It's definitely, you know, Fitzpatrick, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck. Uh, Henry Muto started, he's in the chat room, he started Luck over Romo. And, Mike, that's a game where you have to think that uh, you're, you're, you're praying to God that Luck can come somewhere close to Romo. He's been so good this year. There's no way he could disappoint you to that extent. But Romo had such a big day. you got to think that, Ro- that, that Luck is a decent start, but maybe not as good as Romo. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it's going to be. Uh, I would, I would start Romo in favor of Luck, but uh, Luck and uh, RG three, both these guys. I mean, they're they're proven. Uh, they're proven not freshmen. I mean, they're proven sophomores. I mean, they, they look good. So uh, the the one the one game that I'm kind of interested in is Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Yeah, why not? You know, there's a lot of guys there that you have questions about. Julio Jones, obviously, with the lack of practice, is a very scary, risky fantasy option for fantasy players. I thought about putting Pierre Garçon in, but I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, pull the trigger on it. I, I knew that Julio was a risk to start, and if he does start, how healthy will he be? It's always a question uh, when you have a situation like that. What do you do? Do you go for it? Do you not? Uh, but you also have the decline of Michael Turner, Mike. There's no back that's declined more than Michael Turner, and this could be the week finally that Jaquiz Rogers gets something going for at the Atlanta Falcons against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay can't really stop anything. They can't stop a nosebleed, a nosebleed, as Bart Scott would say. And so uh, on the other side of the ball, you got your Doug Martin. You have the newly rejuvenated Dallas Clark as a potential tight end starter. You've, you've obviously got the wide receivers in B-Jax and Mike Williams that look like healthy starters in Freeman. He's been fantastic. So all of those players that we mentioned should be good starters. Roddy White, uh, Julio Jones, the Tony Gonzalez should be better. And uh, Matt Ryan cannot be any worse than he was last week with five interceptions. So, Mike, what do you think about the Atlanta-Tampa Bay game? Well, I, I honestly think that uh... – uh, Josh Freeman is going to have a lot of fun. I really do. Uh, against Tampa Bay or against Atlanta's defense, I really think Josh Freeman, and uh, I hope Doug Martin doesn't because in a high-stakes league or mid-stakes league, we're going up against him. So I hope Doug Martin doesn't, but uh, I think Doug Martin has a pretty good game too. Yeah. Well, I, we we also talked about San Francisco and Colin Kaepernick tonight against New Orleans. He's my quarterback start of the week. Cappy set for a great matchup against the Saints, who remain the league's worst team against opposing quarterbacks. I also like Chad Henney. So I like Henney and Kaepernick both to shine again this week. They looked good last week, Mike. Do you think they both repeat? Either, neither, or both? I, I think uh, I think Kaepernick uh, does fair. Uh, I think Henney does uh, you know pretty good. I would take Henny. Matter of fact, uh, fantasy points. I would take Henny over Kaepernick this week. But you know, you get the wheels with Colin Kaepernick. He runs the ball and he gets those points. You don't think he's going to run against the Saints? Uh, yeah, he's he's going to have a chance to run and do that. But uh, I still say that uh, I still say Henny and uh, and Jacksonville they're going to be able to score some points against Tennessee via air. All right, and then finally, Mike, we've got uh, – we talked about a little bit about the Bengals in Oakland. I love Marcel Reese, barring a miraculous turn from McFadden or Goodson. Reese should again see most of the backfield touches for the Raiders this week. Bodes well for his overall fantasy value. The Bengals have given up the sixth most fantasy points to opposing running backs at home, 
21.7 points per game this season. I also told you I like Vic Ballard against the Bills. They're both excellent starts. And then with this whole Denver thing, I have a feeling Peyton Manning is paging Joe Adai to the orange courtesy phone here, man. I don't know who they're going to pick up off the street, but if they think Hillman can do it, I guess so. But it's just one of those things we're going to have to wait and see. We've also got new kids on the block in Jalen Parmalee and Bryce Brown. The fantasy world is going crazy at the running back position, Mike. We don't know if Steven Jackson will be very good this week. He's playing at Arizona. And, you know, if this was 2007, I'd start Jackson. But it's 2012, and the production has been pretty hit or miss so far, Mike. And, and he's drawn a tough AZ defense. They're allowing the fourth fewest fantasy points. I don't think I'd start them. I would rather start a Parmalee over Jackson. I think I would rather start uh, a Bryce Brown. I think he looks he looks like a good player. I, I don't think I would start. I don't think I would start Stephen Jackson this week. You got to give Jackson one more chance, man. One more chance. Well, and finally, we told everybody to start Cecil Shorts last week. He didn't disappoint once again. Uh, this week they face off against the Titans, eighth worst against the pass. So go get both Shorts and Blackman in your lineup this week. I think I'm going to put them both in there along pairing him with my start quarterback play in Henny. I'm going to put them both in. I also told you about Michael Crabtree. Look, whatever you can expect uh, from Michael from, from Kaepernick, you can get from Michael Crabtree. Uh, Peanut Tillman did kind of shut him down last week, so I know it lowered your expectations for him this week, but don't let it. Look, the Bears, Tillman, he's tough. And and Crabtree did catch a touchdown. So he's a four-year pro. He's found the end zone now in, what, three straight games. And this week he faces the Saints. Again, they've redefined the word terrible this year for me. So, Mike, that's what I got for you. Uh, the surprising defense. I know you hate to talk about defense. It's the Chiefs carousel. The Broncos are up again. You got to keep putting the, the Broncos in or the, the team who plays the Chiefs. That's the way it goes, and I think the Broncos are that uh, that team again that you have to start. Mike, it was fun well, having Sean on the show. We've got to have him back, and it's good to have you back on Red vs. Blue. The chat room will be back live and in effect next week. We'll have the week 12 out of the way. We'll be into week 13, and it'll be another big week in high-stakes fantasy football. All right. Thanks, Scott. Man, I've had a good time. All right. Mike Trent. Good good talking to you again, buddy. Louisville did win that game, 84-61. to Finally kind of put the route on in the second half. And so they have a big, big game tomorrow against the Dukies of Blue, the Blue Devils. Uh, the Dukies are here for Louisville. Who's your pick? Uh, well, I got the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good is Kentucky. The bad is Louisville. The ugly is Duke. So I really don't care. Good luck to everybody in the FFWC. We'll see you guys next week.
to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.